0: Welcome to The Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in.
1: Welcome, 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 friends, to another episode of The Elite Life Podcast. We are super excited to have you today because... We have what's probably going to be our most amazing episode ever on the Elite Podcast. I'm Trish. With me, as always, is Kylie. And we have a very extra special guest, Trey Little.
2: What up, though? That introduction. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, Trey is a super dynamic person. He's a rapper, he's a songwriter, he's a producer, he's a realtor. He is a social media influencer with over 1.1 million followers on TikTok. And he's taken all this fame and notoriety to the streets of his childhood to buy the block. For those of you watching, you see our shirts by the block. Um, He's doing this in Detroit where he grew up. He is excited about revitalizing um, his block for the community. And it's became such a movement. He's very quickly becoming a neighborhood hero that everybody knows. So um, we are super excited to have you, Trey. Thank you so much for giving us our, your time Absolutely. and sharing with our listeners. Yes,
2: I'm, I'm thankful to be here. Love this place, by the way. <laughs> Thank I you. I feel like I'm at a resort right now.
1: <laughs> That's why she bought the house. <laughs> I mean, I need that peaceful vibe in my life, you yeah. know.
2: My place is like an island. That's what I call it. Palm trees, banana trees in a house. It's crazy. So I cactus. love that.
0: Oh, yeah. That's nice. I love that for you guys. I live in a circus. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a circus tent oh. with wild animals. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trey, with everything that you have going on, um, I want to take everyone back to kind of where this all started. So, tell us a little bit about like where you come from, how you got these amazing ideas and the inspiration to just go.
2: Yeah. So, when I was growing up in Detroit, I grew up with a teenage mom so she had me at 14 and she had a rough life but with the help of her parents my grandparents and you know people in the community they put a lot of work in and making sure like I was good you know so when I got older I had a huge community of people so when I grew up on the west side of Detroit it was like I had a normal childhood, but then as I got older, it was like, wow, this neighborhood is wild. It was a lot of crime and it was a lot going on, but it taught me everything I know now about like how to survive, how to survive on little when you don't have much, how to, you know, protect yourself, how to defend yourself and how to talk to people. So that really laid the foundation down. So when I became about 13, that's when I started really navigating my community. And it was even though it was um, considered a dangerous community I knew everybody there so it was like they always have my back I can go anywhere and like was protected and started recording music when I was like 12 to 13 13 that's what I, those were my hobbies and that's what I was doing so as I got older the biggest thing I learned was navigating the community and meeting people that was doing the stuff I wanted to do at an early age so if I seen somebody with a nice car some sounds in it custom paint job yeah rims and I was like I want to do what this guy's doing let me get around him so I learned that early how to socialize and it ended up building a foundation to where when I started touring as an artist once things started to pay off I was able to communicate and get around people that can help me figure problems out in life and then I came back to my community and seeing that it was abandoned but I was like okay these people are still the ones that's still around they want to see this revive yeah and I posted a video on TikTok my sister was like it was 2020, and she sent me a link to the land bank, and they said my childhood home was on sale for $1,000. And I wanted to get it, but it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know nothing about real estate. I don't know how to buy property, so I missed out on it. And then I made a video about how I missed out on it two years later, and that video got, like, 6 million views. And somebody said, well, you should buy property around it. Buy the, like, buy the rest of the block if the houses are that cheap. And then I remember, like, wait, I can do something with this. And then I met some people, and then, like, they started – helping me along the process so a lot of my process is like I learned a lot about hustling and networking but I'm like very I started off very like naive to real estate and I show my process of learning it you know with the rest of the world so yeah
0: love that yeah love it so much
1: it's super inspiring because you think about like you're one person, right? And you've already started this whole movement that, you know, I watch your social media and I see there's people that are just completely outside of Michigan. I think mm-hmm. you even had somebody from another country and just all cultures walks of life and they're they're buying the black shirts. They're mm-hmm. wearing them out there. They're getting this, this dream out to the world and everybody wants to be a part of something impactful. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, when you're young, you see these people doing something good you want to you want to aspire to be them so you're being that positive role model for others that are still in the community too yeah. and that's super super important we need we need more people like you out there doing absolutely. that right Thank so you. Thank
0: you. absolutely um I don't know what questions do you want to ask I'm so excited my <laughs> I, brain is just like do, I'm so excited
2: I do want to say something about that like we was just talking off camera when I was like I built the website and I'm so used to being Trey Little the artist, the guy with millions, you know, of people watching me. Mm-hmm. And when I built this website, I forgot to even like mention myself, put my social media, because this is something that's like I'm a part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big thing to to feel like I'm a part of something versus like it just being me. Right. I'm a part of this thing. So I know how other people feel being a part of it, you know. So, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think that that's important because that helps it grow even more, right? If mm-hmm. the spotlight isn't on you, it's on the mission. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be a part of something bigger, and mm-hmm. I know, like, when I posted it on my social, Sharon, for you, immediately people were starting to ask, and that's one of the questions I want to ask you: is like, um, can somebody else come in and buy a house on the block and like partner with you in that? Have you thought about that? Is some is that like what does that look like?
2: Yeah, so I'm trying to bring people in. I got people calling me that grew up in the neighborhood. That's like I want to get a house. One of the hardest things that I learned about the houses that were a dollar. And you in real estate, I'm sure you know, a lot of these houses might be a dollar, but it might cost like 150, 200 thousand to fix. Yeah. So it's getting that information. Number two, people in the past bought a lot of these houses and sat on them and let them fall apart. So the land bank, which is like a program that the uh, city of Detroit put together to say we're going to make the process hard for people that just want to make money to do this so they take you through a whole process you got to submit a business plan and it's hard for someone to just come in and buy it unless it's like on zillow most of them like are properties protected by the city of detroit so the best way to do it like you said is to partner with somebody like me because they vetted me like for like six months before i can get one house wow you know so and and that's wild right so The best thing to do is say, okay, we got this person that's already doing it. If we partner with him, this is how we get involved with it, you know, because they want people that, before I could even start a block club, they were like, hey, do you live here? And I'm like, no, I don't. Everything's abandoned, right? I can't Mm -hmm. live there. So then I had to, like, pull a few strings and get some people that did live in the neighborhood to be able to even get approved for a block club. So And it was on me about it. And then they they dug further and was like, okay, this is who this guy is. Okay, we're going to approve it because he's here all the time and committed, you know, so.
1: So tell our listeners what's a block
2: club. So a block club, like, it's one of them things that I'm still learning. So apparently, like, I'm not a nonprofit yet. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: with a block club, it's something that people can, you know, donate to. And it's something that people can be a part of that's ran by the people in the neighborhood. And people are appointed to do certain jobs. And then we have meetings. And then we make sure that, like, there's things getting done. And, you know, we're meeting to make sure we are all on the same page about developing the properties and protecting the neighborhood and the community so it's partnering with the elders in the neighborhood the leaders and then we're just looking out for the overall good of the neighborhood so
0: I love that I love that you're bringing people who are already there and like you said people who have not outgrown but like moved out of the neighborhood who have that sentimental connection who did grow up like you did and you're just pulling I love that it's not just Trey comes in, drops a bunch of money, saves the world. Like I love that you are putting everybody together and making it a community effort because mm-hmm. I feel like that is going to last so much longer. Especially like like we said earlier, like everybody's gonna die, you know. But like I love that it's going, it's it's gonna last because you're bringing more than just you on board. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, and
2: I want to make a comment on that. So the, the the unique thing about this is that when I first came in, like. And it's a little bit. I don't know if we was going to get into this like this early, but it was like I started doing it with the community. So I came into it after hitting like rock bottom in my life and like not even having much and then building it like on a spot, like on social media. So there was a difference. And it it came off as raw and authentic because I went back and forth with this like celebrity guy on YouTube. He's like very known. And he was like, you shouldn't do this. You might get robbed. They're going to break into it. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but. I have these followers, but at the point of the life, at the point of life that I was in, I wasn't really running from anything because I was at a low to where you know I was like sleeping in cars and sleeping in hotels and really trying to get on my feet to where about a block became something out of like my own personal struggle. And even if somebody spotted me like walking around, oh, that's the guy with a million followers, they would approach me. And even if they was like approaching me on some like, oh, we about to try to like do something to this guy, they can just look at me and see the look in my eyes like, hey man, like I'm not running from anything. And it was just like, wait, you one of us then? So people started coming alongside of me and being like, dang, okay, let me let me be a part of this. So it's very unique, right? Versus the other guys say he dropped a bunch of money in and they felt this outsider coming in. So they was like, this ain't this ain't us, right? So yeah. with me, they were like, well, he's building this with us and he's figuring it out with us. So.
1: Yeah. So what did that look like for you? Because, I mean, you gave a little bit of the highlights. Your mom was a teen mom and, you know, you got into rapping and things like that. And then you kind of lost everything. I know when we were introduced, we were introduced by somebody from the church. So mm-hmm. you were going to Northridge and we kind of vibed on that. Can you kind of walk our listeners through if you're, if you're open to it, like how, how did life go up and down for you? Because like you said, it's easy forever to be like, oh yeah, he's a rapper. He's got a bunch of money. Like this is easy for him, but you have had some hard times and some step yeah. backs along the way.
2: Yeah. And that's a good question. So like one of the biggest things was like, since I was a teenager, all the way like through my twenties, I was always on the road. Like people always talk about, you know, having the teenage years and party years and dating years and all that. Like I not have none of that. It was like straight and it, it saved my life in a way when I made it out the streets. Like, I got in a lot of trouble. I got kicked out of school. I was getting arrested. And life was hard because I was trying to figure myself out. It was one of them things where I was like, What's my purpose? I need something bigger than me, right? Because I was running from myself. And I didn't notice that, you know, if I got sent to a new school, here I am getting arrested again and kicked out and fighting. And I just had this like this thing of like, man, I don't know what my purpose is. And it was more of like punishments, which made me worse. It wasn't like, you know, that was working. So when I met my high school counselor, she started like taking step by step with me, like, hey, instead of just punishing him, he needs like somebody to ask him like what's going on in his life. So it's funny because she bought like a couple of these shirts recently and we talked and, you know, I told her I'll like take her out on a tour on other projects and show her like some of the developments in the city. And it was people like that. And then over time, it was like going to church and then meeting different people from like, different. it started with people from different spiritual walks pouring an idea of like a bigger purpose. And then that's when it was like, okay, maybe I can find something else that's like bigger than myself because it was like, this what I'm doing is like, it's destruction, right? And it was like mad at the world. So I just needed some sort of love and peace. And when I found like different people around me that poured that into me, it changed a lot. So then when I was 15, all the way up until like 25, maybe 26, I was on the road all the time and I was doing a lot of like work at churches and performing at festivals. And then I, I hit a point with that where I was like, OK, this got me out of the streets and it's taught me like some morals. It taught me a lot about my life, and my purpose. But I need to get a break from, like, just the work side of it and just be, you know, and figure out who I am and, like, make mistakes. Because it was, like, I'm living my teens and my 20s in a limelight to where if I make one mistake, all of this is over with. Especially, like, in a genre that I was in, and we was doing it at a large scale. And it was a lot of fear of, like, man, if if I do one thing wrong, then it's all over with. So, like, I'm, like, I need that pressure off of me to figure out who I am, right? Yeah. And it came with a lot of, like, it came with like hundreds of like what's going on and just like a lot of like messages and people trying to counsel me. And it was like, I had to tune that out. And then let's say, so like a year ago I went through like a crazy divorce. And then when I say like lost everything, like I'm talking like everything that I built up, like money, I had crypto savings. Right. But it was one of them things where I just accepted it. I say, you know what, like I got into this thing and like, I'm not going to, you know, try to, throw shade or like throw hate. It's more like accepting this is what I'm going through. And like, I have to deal with what comes with it. You know what I mean? And I said, I'm gonna try to get through this as, um, as best as I can. Right. And then I figured out a lot, like who's really there, who's really there to help and who's not. And a lot of the people that I thought was there dropped off. So all I had was time. All I had was my own thoughts. So I just sat and sat and thought. And it was like, in that moment, I had two choices. I'm like, I got all these people watching me online, but it was something that I didn't talk about publicly. So I'm like, I don't really have a lot of people to call. So I had two choices. Do I even, do I give up on life or do I go harder than I've ever went? And then I said, I got to make a choice, like, right? And I got too many responsibilities and people counting on me to just give up, you know? And then I like really just worked hard. I was in a gym every day, got in the best shape of my life, right? Started saving money again, and then just like finally got my own house. and beautiful place and like you know so it was a lot of work but then I remember just walking the neighborhood and just filming videos and that's how the whole blah of block thing came about and just being like it was a solitude of just being and being my raw and authentic self because when I was on the road and traveling I built up this whole life of being something that was like a squeaky clean image that I that I knew would sell well right that I was trained up to be like okay this is what this genre expects of you so once I started doing this And I think that was the it started off as a bad thing that I didn't have nothing else to lose because it was like, I don't really care. Like what happens. Right. Whatever. And then it became something where I was in a community that people were scared to go to. And then me being there and people coming up on me, I even had times where people was trying to like pull guns on me just because I was on the street. And they're like, let's rob this Trey Little guy. Right. And I was just like. Like I ain't let it happen of course but people seeing that I ain't have any fear and it just birthed something of like I'm willing to take any risk that I can take like I said two choices right and I just took every risk that I could and then all the risk started like turning into something bigger than myself you know so
1: That's amazing. Massive action. Massive action. Yeah. And making that choice like I love that you highlighted that you you had two choices to make it was give up or go, hard. Down. Yeah. go yeah, hard. Yeah. Go hard. Yeah. Absolutely,
2: that's awesome. Because at that time, you think about going from being on the road to being surrounded by like tens and thousands of people to like you on your own. Yeah. And that was the first time in my life that I was like on my own completely, and it became something that was good, you know. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Yeah, but you're showing others like number one, nobody's come to save you. You got to save
2: yourself. Exactly.
1: You got to save yourself, and we say that a lot on this podcast. Like, people want to cancel hustle culture and all this stuff, but it's like, Mm -hmm. guess what? Then. Then what? Mm -hmm. You got nothing. It's one or the other. You gotta go hard. If you want if you want something great, Mm -hmm. it's gonna take great sacrifice, great work. And kudos to you for doing that work because there's gonna be others that are watching this and listening to this, that they're where you are. They have nothing Mm -hmm. and they're just ready to just give up and throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. And they can listen to your you you have a message out of your mess. You went through Mm -hmm. this mess and this hardship, and now you have the message that you can be like me. You can you can come out of it and you can even turn it around to something that is, doesn't just change yourself, but changes the community and then the world as a whole. Because once people start seeing that you did this with this one block, mm-hmm. then they want to do it with the next block. Now we want to do it with the whole west side, the east side, the mm-hmm. whole city, right? And okay, if they did it in Detroit, we can do it in Pontiac, we can do it in Flint. So it mm-hmm. just takes that one person yeah. to change everything
2: yeah and I want to I want to add to that before you transition because it's a few things you're saying like one of the things that I learned is it was like why me at first or like why don't nobody want to come help and it was like I realized that everybody in life has their own problems and their own issues yeah you know now I'm surrounded by people who have like you know a lot of my close circle over a million dollar net worth right my close friends and those are the few people that I have but those are some of the most powerful people that if I'm if I need something you know they can help solve it versus like some guys that ain't really got nothing going on and they just like talking all day and not really making no action. So one of the things was like asking why me, why me, I need help. Everybody got their own problems. And the difference is nobody, everything is really transactional, right? At the end of the day, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's about like, once you start taking action, other people want to get on board. And I noticed like once I started taking action, that's when people wanted to kind of you know, you got the people that's like, oh, you're doing this big concert, I wanna be a part of it. But it's other people that's like, Well, I see you trying, so I'm gonna come in and help you. You know, I see you working hard, I'm gonna come in and help you. So once you start doing something, other people will see that and wanna and come push you along, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I wanna I wanna touch touch on some of these um questions that we have, because I know you have a really, really good ones. Um one of the questions that Kylie has is rapper and realtor that, that that's an interesting combo. Like what led you to pull the trigger on getting your real estate license?
2: Funny thing is like I'm actually speaking at a commercial and residential conference as mm-hmm. a keynote and I don't even have my license yet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got I got a TED talk coming up about real estate and bada block, don't got my license, right? I took the test like seven times and I got real close, right? So I got three or four questions off, and I almost passed. So I passed the class. I passed, like, uh, four practice tests, got, like, a 98%. Mm. And they say the test is different now. Like, everybody I know that passed took it, like, five to seven years ago. They say it's so many agents that they make it so hard now to pass, and I don't have any history in real estate. So it's one of those things where I'm not taking it personal. I'm, like, still just taking it over, and I'm studying. It's, like, four different chapters that I'm, like, um, that's really stopping me from passing it. But it's like I got so much going on that it's like, okay, I got to lock in and keep scheduling it over and over and over. But yep. that's one of those things that when I share it with people, they like, oh, wow, this is – people gave up and started getting into life insurance because real estate, like, is so hard. So it's one of those things where, like, I'm almost there. I just got to, like, buckle down and, and put the time to just keep scheduling it and taking it. One of my friends, he flipped over 600 properties, and he said he took the test, like, seven times. And he's, like, very successful at real estate. And he said he just learned the questions and kept seeing because they cycled thousands of questions. He said he just kept taking it until he passed it. Yeah. And, like, you know, very, like, successful guy now, like, 30 years old and crushing it, you know, so – yeah, we'll
1: sh- we'll show you a site. It's called Exam Smart. That's okay, what um, yeah. we give all of our agents. But it's 100% true what you say. Yeah. And it's one of those things where how resilient are you going to be, right? Because that's absolutely true. They did change the test mm-hmm. and made it yeah. harder. Crazy. Um, and I think that not only to make it so that the industry isn't so saturated, mm-hmm. but I think because the state of Michigan likes getting that extra yeah. money every time you yeah. test. Yeah. And right? I was a
2: DNF student, like, most since, like, elementary, right, in school. So, like, I'm not – I didn't really care about school. I had the social skills, like, but that was it. So it's something where I'm like, dang, school again, right? Getting in the way. So, but to answer that question that you asked, I know a lot of people uh, who get into music or who do, you know, entertainment, one of the last things they do is invest. They give all their money to managers and record labels. And you'll be surprised when you meet people that, you know, you think are doing very well and got these cars. They don't have anything. All that's like debt and somebody else's and borrow, you know? So I looked at it in 2020 when I stopped touring because of the pandemic. I was like, okay, I need to learn how to transition to the Internet. Got on TikTok, started posting, you know, 10 videos a day, went viral. Then I was like, I need to figure out how to make money from like just in general from not when I'm not on the road. So I'm like the richest people in the world, what do they all have in common? Right. You think about everybody that's rich. Um, Facebook owners, you know, you think about, you know, YouTube owners, they all own companies that solve problems. Number two stocks and crypto number three real estate so i said okay i already built a business i'm growing a following okay crypto real estate boom got into crypto and then did really well in that and then i'm like real estate i don't know how to buy a house where to start what to do and then i just found somebody that could help me learn it and then i just shadowed them around and started talking to everybody i knew and asking questions every agent i can find asking questions and that's how i did it and i'm like i want to have a foundation of passive income and get into the business side. So people like Jay-Z, Nipsey Hussle, those are the examples to follow, I think, versus like making money quick and then just like blowing it all, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I like that you really utilize big picture thinking mm-hmm. um, because once you do have your real estate license, the other thing is, right, like you can buy and sell your own real estate. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're able to make even more money if you're licensed mm-hmm. than if you're utilizing me or Kylie. We'd love if you utilize me or Kylie. Yeah, but for sure. <laughs> if you have your own license. And the other thing is, right, like if you're in an established real estate office, right, like our office, we have over 100 agents. So when TJ gets a spreadsheet of houses in Detroit that he's going to wholesale or he's going to flip, mm-hmm. guess who sees it first? Our agents in the office, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's like you're on that ground floor of knowing where the good deals are and being able to put those together. But also at the same time, while you're not licensed yet, I think what a lot of people don't realize is the class, the real estate class prepares you to take the test, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. But it doesn't teach you about real real estate. So you're kind of just doing it the other way around. You're learning about real real estate Mm -hmm. and how to do the actual job. And then we'll pass the test eventually. Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
2: When I get the license, though, game over, though.
1: Game over. For sure. For sure. Um, So, really quick before we take a break um you're balancing a lot of different roles a lot of different um you're wearing a lot of hats you're wearing a lot of hats (laughs) so what we like to give our listeners like actual like resources or action steps that they can take um what do you utilize to keep yourself organized in all these different buckets so like you know two months doesn't go by and you're like, oh, I haven't done anything for by the block. Like, mm-hmm. how do you keep all of those plates spinning?
2: Yeah, well, I do have um, one person in my corner in particular. He is always like getting on me like hard. And we was arguing for a minute. Like, man, I got so much going on in my life. Like I'm drowning in this and dead and all this. And he just like, I don't care. Get out there, get the grass cut, do this and do that. And then we like in each other's face. And then I forget that like, okay, he got investment properties already, right? So he know what he's talking about. So I'm at a point now to where, He wanted to put this battery in me, like, I know what it takes, I know what you're capable of. You know, you should do this and you're gonna go further. I did it, now he took a step back because he like, okay, Trey's doing what he needs to do. Having that accountability, having somebody that know what they're talking about and see your potential, somebody that's doing something you want to do, that's that's super important, right? Yeah. And then I keep notes in my phone. So people always in my ear trying to talk, but I'm always whispering notes in my phone. Like I have so many categories, like 20 of them in my phone of like. Life healthy habits. Right. Stop doing this or stop doing this every day or go to the gym or or like meditate for 30 minutes a day. Right. And then there was like reminders to do stuff and then I'll check it off and then just notes in my phone and then like calendar or whiteboards and stuff like that. So
1: Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, we have so much more to unpack. We have a million questions to Thank ask, you. so we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with a lot of great stuff for you guys. Hang tight
3: do you know more than 80 percent of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business mystarsacademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers the agent accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business have a constant flow of free leads convert those leads into clients and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit mystarsacademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve.
1: Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. We are hanging out here with Trey Little and talking about his by the block movement. Um, I just I am so excited to talk to the world about this and just to like launch this podcast and all of our shorts, because I'm like everybody who hears it is just pumped to mm-hmm. get involved. And it's such a great thing for the community. Um, so one of the next things I want to talk about is um, you have an event coming up with Big Sean. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so this saturday um 12 o'clock in the actual neighborhood i'm investing in on dexter and tuxedo so it's a boys and girls club right over there big sean invested half a million dollars into it and he doing he doing. so i thought he was performing but the neighborhood would be chaotic if he was so he showing up doing a little speech and then like that's what he's doing so it's called don weekend he's doing a whole block like block party in general and i got invited by one of the So there's Mary Sheffield, and one of the people that worked directly with her heard one of my songs and was like, I want you to perform this with Big Sean because I like this song. And I was like, dang, okay, like, right. Like,
0: yes, please, thank you. Yeah, he was like,
2: I picked you just because I like this song. It's one of my favorite of yours that I heard. So I want to see you perform it live. I'm like, dang, okay. So that's how that came about, and it's going to be huge because people ask me, do you still do music? And it's annoying because it's like I've only went like two months without putting songs out for the last five years or whatever, right? So I'm I'm consistent, but I'm like, I got a plan, right? If I make all this money with business, then I get to invest in myself. So now I'm like, people thought I was slowing down with music. And then Ted actually want me to perform there too. Not only speak, but do a battle with artificial intelligence and perform one of my songs. So um, three different segments for the whole. So I'm about to basically be on the stage three different times at TED, so. That's
0: amazing. um,
2: So I'm popping out with some of the biggest opportunities in music that I had, so uh, yeah.
1: That's awesome. That is so awesome. Um, We've been talking about kind of your how it works with you making the block club and bringing people in to revitalize the neighborhood. So can you kind of um, unpack that a little bit? Like what is what is the whole thing look like? Does it look like seven houses, 10 houses? What do you do with the houses once they're renovated and Mm -hmm. done? Kind of walk us through through the mission and the whole plan.
2: Yeah, so the thing is, so I got five pieces of property. I got a single family home, and then I got four lots next to it. So I want to do a community garden in there just to put something there. And then I have a cap of nine properties until I renovate these, and then I'll expand it. So I'm getting ready to get two more houses. And then throughout the process, I'm going to get as much as I can because things are developing so fast, and houses are being demolished, beautiful homes, massive. So I'm trying to grab as much as I can renovate the houses with the help of the people and when I renovate those houses multi-family some single family and then we will start working on commercial because commercial is an infrastructure it keeps the dollar you know and the economy strong in it circulating through that neighborhood so you can't have a community without businesses yeah. so then you know we talking coffee shops or we talking like startup businesses where it's owned by the people not just you know um, Burger King or Wendy's coming in but like no this person owns a catering company or this person owns a clothing t-shirt shop yeah clothing shop right so we want to do like boutiques all on the strip and then there's going to be youth centers on there so any way we can invest in like children's education and putting you know I'm thinking about this now I could start with the Boys and Girls Club that Big Sean is invested in that's a thought that I just had now that you brought that up and then doing something to make sure the people in the neighborhood have jobs, because that's something we didn't have growing up over there, like jobs in the neighborhood. So that's the goal. And then getting into apartment buildings and bringing that in. So there's massive 40-unit apartments over there that I want to start grabbing eventually in the next five to 10 years or so.
0: So when you say like you have, um, you know, when you're when you're going through the renovation process, what does that look like? You said because with the help of the people. So like are the neighbors, you know, the neighborhoods coming in like you've got this guy over here who does painting. So you're going to bring him in. Like, how does that all work?
2: Yeah. So right now I still need to raise the money to fix it. But we've been doing these big cleanups. So I had two so far and it's bringing people from the neighborhood out It's bringing my family out and then it's bringing like people who follow me. So people who follow me online show up and then they help like clean up or they help demo stuff and help you know keep up with the property so we've been doing that and then moving forward like I'm gonna have to work with people that's licensed just to protect myself um and then investors so then after that then with the cosmetic work I can bring in people that I know and like you know so so far we're just doing the maintenance with the people in the community and stuff like that so but right now I haven't started renovations because I still need the quarter million to renovate this house so once I get that, then we can start the construction process. And it'll they, the quote that I got with the contractor said the house would be done in like two to three months. So I mean, once we get that done, I told somebody I might be on Oprah. Like that's why I'm telling people like this is bigger than just when am I gonna get my money back? And then oh I don't this neighborhood's abandoned. I don't want to invest. Mm-hmm. But I'm like you gotta think about the mission. Like buy the block, I'm I'm confident that if I got this far, once we get the quarter million, fixes one house. This is gonna be something that's massive, like national news, right? Just because of the momentum I'm gonna get, you know, and credibil- credibility that I'm already getting. So that's when I'm waiting on the money and then we'll start the construction process and then from there, you know.
0: I love that you're bringing everybody along and like you, like you were just talking, like making sure everybody has jobs, everybody's covered. Mm-hmm. That's a great thirty thousand foot view for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you've mentioned the the quarter million. So you're obviously looking for um, monetary donations to renovate the property. Mm-hmm. So you have a you have one single family home and then you have some lots that you're gonna make a garden from. So with that single family home, if somebody that's listening to this podcast, right, because we this is an entrepreneurial podcast, so we have lots of business owners. So if I'm a roofing company, mm-hmm. do I reach out to you at buytheblock.com and like enter my information, like hey, Hey, I want to put a roof on your house. Like, how does that work? To maybe bring some vendors alongside that want to do parts of that house for
2: yeah. you. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I need to start doing more of um, because it gets overwhelming. Like you said, I'm doing most of the stuff myself, and I have like a team of like three or four people, but I have so many ideas. But to execute stuff like that would be helpful because I've done stuff like that in the past. Like, hey, I need this, and somebody show up and do it. So you contact me at baddablockdetroit.com. And one of the things that I do is like I make sure that if a person come out and they do that work for me, like roofing, for example, somebody might be like every I mean, most people care just about the money. I've had people that, you know, said they'll come cut the grass and then they never showed up just to cut the grass. So some people got to see past like, you know, just uh oh, a quick, you know, how much is it to do a roof? It depends. Anywhere right?
0: between five and ten grand. That's really not that bad. That's not house. that bad.
2: So you got to think. Right. So with the exposure that somebody can get if they do a roof, think about if they came out where I'm on the news, I'm gonna be on there tomorrow, I'm on the news like every month, every different station. So if you come out and do the roof, think about how somebody tied a brand to what I'm doing and they're all over the news and the exposure that they would get was the five and $10,000 worth it, right? Instead of paying a newspaper, you know what I mean? Come out and do that and then like, people would love to see that. That person will have a lot of credibility. Exactly,
0: because right? then the whole community and everybody who's seeing, seeing that, that company working with you they it's like an endearment situation like that's a good company they're working for a good cause i know they do good work let's give them a call
1: yeah did my construction guy off instagram get with you
2: um i think so i'm glad you said i gotta go back to that but like somebody counseled on me cutting the grass yesterday hired like a company to come out he sent the message this is an abandoned house what is this and then he like canceled and left I'm like, man, he' about to see this all over Fox Two all weekend, and like, I was about to videotape him for my followers to see, like, okay, the grass is getting cut, but all he seen was an abandoned house and left, you know.
0: Do you still need someone to cut the grass?
2: Um, it, I think it's getting cut right now.
0: Okay, but some like <laughs> Let that, us know. Some,
2: <laughs> some like that. It's like, it's, it's a shame, right? Like, right. but you know, it is what it is, you know.
1: Yeah, you got to see the mission. And that's what I, I we were talking about earlier, um, you know, how it's great to have a business plan. We're not saying don't have a business plan, but people, they they, they buy the dream, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, they buy, they want to be a part of something bigger. Like mm-hmm. we, we developed the Elite Cares program at Elite Realty, and it wasn't about Elite Realty. It was about the very first program, the very first project we did was make baskets mm-hmm. for families in the, you know, Metro Detroit area and Detroit area that wouldn't have had Thanksgiving dinner if we wouldn't have brought them food. And then it was like, well, some of those families were like, are you doing something for Christmas? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we can't buy our kids Christmas presents. And I'm like, I can't have kids not have Christmas presents. (laughs) So now we're up to last Christmas, like over a hundred kids we bought Christmas presents for. And last year it was even people like, because of social media got shared outside of the state of Michigan. So I'm on Amazon shipping presents to Florida because I don't want a kid to not have Christmas, you know? So I don't have any business plan for that right but it's it's a dream that I go on social media and I share that dream with other people let's help these kids have Christmas let's help these families eat food let's help rebuild the city of Detroit one block at a time mm-hmm. and that's that's what it's all about that dream of, of making the world a better place one lawn cut at a time <laughs> you know if the world could stop being worried about you know what do I get out of this yeah, exactly. and instead it's like how can I help somebody else like you were saying when we were off like talking about mentoring And coaches, right? Like somebody will want to mentor and coach you because somebody else gave them a hand up, Mm -hmm. and so they want to do the same for somebody else that they see that promise in it, right? Like you're out there, you're ready to do things for others, not because it gets you YouTube subscribers or TikTok subscribers, but because you feel like the neighborhood did that for you coming up, Mm -hmm. and you want to do it for others coming up.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy speaking of that because I talked about this with somebody today. I'm I'm like an intern to like some of my developer friends, you know what I mean? Okay. People who are developing, I'm talking massive 50 unit apartments in Detroit, buying like, one, one guy I'm um, being mentored by, he built, I think he developed like five, three to five different blocks of like historical mansions in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And he got a 50 unit apartment building, he's doing another one. And like, he's very quiet, right? Like, don't talk much, not flashy at all, very like just subtle guy. And he's doing everything that I wanna do, right? But when I'm around him, I'm helping him out. I'm, like, assisting him, right? It's not about me. I'm assisting him, and I'm not getting nothing out of it right now. But I learned that, like, in those moments, at the end of the day, right, whether you learn something or that person come help you out at the end of the day, like, people got to put that aside, you know? It's like, yeah, I got bills to pay. I got stuff to do. But taking the time to shout on him and help him and create videos and assist him, like, you know, it's a lot that, that at the end of the day that, you know, come back just from doing that. So
1: yeah, knowledge is priceless. There's sure. I, I had a job one time that I took and it was a pay cut, it was a status cut, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't even a great environment to work in. But what I learned from being there mm-hmm. was everything. And like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today if I wouldn't have had to, you know, just suck it up and do the work regardless. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's a big thing. And um uh what what businesses, you know, because you're talking about, like, who has got involved, um, who, what businesses and organizations? You mentioned the Boys and Girls Club and some people in the area. Is there is there any that you want to kind of give a shout-out today for that have came alongside you and you want to be like, hey, this one, you know, thanks for looking out, thanks for looking out? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know you had one that d- did a dumpster and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
2: So. so the ones um – The ones, like, so everybody who, because I don't want to miss out on any, so everything is on a website. So with aboutablogdetroit.com, the sponsors, the people who help, everything will be listed on there. And then everybody that come out and help, so I make sure to highlight whoever, right? Even if it's volunteering with the dumpsters and all that, everything will be on the front page of the site so you can see, like, the people who do it, figure out where to find them at and stuff like that, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like this question you have, Kylie. She says, you know, with with your story being so inspiring and, and um, so many people that are going to listen to it, entrepreneurs, artists, community activists, like what would you give them for advice when they want to pursue their passions and making a positive impact in their communities? Yeah. What would you tell them?
2: Number one, do something right. Do it could be anything. The biggest problem is not doing nothing. I didn't buy my childhood home for a thousand dollars in 2020 and I missed that opportunity to where you know I didn't even start or try like I let two years pass before I even did anything you know what I mean so it's like doing something getting out and meeting somebody or making a video making a post you know everybody got ideas but once you do that one thing somebody said if you don't know how to write a book just start with one line and those ideas will flow you don't want to go to the gym you you wake up, you get in a car, you you get in a gym, and then once you start, then you'll be good, right? Like as a I'm a I do mixed martial arts too, and it's times where I'm like I know I'm about to be sparring with pro fighters, and like these guys, you know they 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 act like we are not sparring, they want to fight for real sometime, and I'm like I don't feel like getting hit or kicked in the head today, I'm exhausted, but when I get there. Then I do get that head kick. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's game time. Come on. You know, so, like, so it's all about starting to do something. And then number two, I can't stress enough getting around somebody that's doing what you want to do but providing value. If somebody want to get around me, right, and it's like, can I get this? Can you do this? Can I do this? It's like, if you say, I'll come and help you press shirts or I'll help you do this, I'll help you do that, then that's when you will be around and, like, learn. And I had a conversation with a student one time, and I was like, If I gave this, I said, start doing the work because you never know. Right. Some of these kids, they when I I'm speaking to different classes in the uh, school semesters from Monday to Friday, I'm speaking to different classes, different schools. Right. And then when I go in, I have one conversation like, hey, y'all not listening right now when I'm talking to y'all. You got one of my partners at that class who started a business and you got me who doing the stuff that they wanna do, but they not taking it serious. And every time I leave and go to another school and I'm done with that school, they like whining and like, oh, I wish I took um, advantage of that, that, that knowledge. So I had a conversation with a kid. I said, imagine if I said, I need help with editing these little TikToks. And I said, imagine if you was good at it and you know what happened. Oh, you know, you I, I'll probably give him a chance. What if he say he wanted to do it, but he wasn't good at it. I'll look at it and then not take him serious. And I said, imagine if I just pay him a hundred dollars just to make, you know, ten videos, would you take it? Yeah. And I said, well, imagine if I paid him ten an hour. No, that's not worth it. Or imagine if I paid him, you know, not as much, but let him shadow me and then go everywhere I go and edit with me on the spot, which one would y'all take? Well, we just want the money. And I said, Well, it's not just about that. I said, everywhere I go and I'm taking you with me, yeah, you will make some money, but you get to meet the people that I'm around and when they see who's editing my videos with me then they're hiring you and that's how you build something. So doing the work and getting around people, right? That's an example of how to do both, you know? Yeah,
1: that's so important too because your network – is your net worth, mm-hmm. right? You got to be in those rooms and you won't get the opportunity to be in those rooms unless you're willing to to sometimes give up. It, you know, people are like, oh, you're trading money for a time, but mm-hmm. you got to look at that big picture. Your $10 an hour ain't nothing. You mm-hmm. meet somebody or like you said, you go on Oprah mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that $10 an hour turns into a seven figure income exactly. because you're a part of Trey That's, Little's yeah. movement, exactly. right? exactly. I love that. So as you continue on this journey, like what are your immediate goals? Like what are you hoping to get done by the end of this year? What are you hoping to get done, you know, next year? What are you hoping to be, have done in five years?
2: So by the end of this year, um, I know the the goal is to at least get the house renovated. I still got time to like at least get started on it. Right. Get that renovated, get started on it, push that forward. at least get nine properties total. Right. So I have a few more I got to get before I get that um like I said I have five the city told me I can get nine if I pull some strings I could probably get more right so acquire more properties and eventually get the one that I'm trying to get done renovated right and also grow like by the block even more you know on a level of like getting more supporters getting people to like want to be a part of it right and then in the next 10 years like I said just really developing a lot getting into businesses and commercial like brick and mortar you know so
1: Yeah. Do you? So if I wanna, I wanna come to your events. Do you have a calendar on your website? Like, how do people know? I wanna be around Trey Little. How? Mm -hmm. How? If I wanna be around him, I need to show up and clean up this yard. How do they know where to be and when to be there?
2: Yeah, it's all on the website. I post it on like Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. But the website is like bringing everything together, so you don't miss anything, right? So you can subscribe to the newsletter, and then you can just see the calendar on there. So I'm constantly updating, so people won't miss anything.
1: Love it. How often do you guys get together? Can they see it weekly, biweekly, once a month?
2: You mean like the events? Yep. So it, it hasn't been consistent yet. We did two cleanups, but I want to start doing something that's more like event based to where people can do it more and come out more. So I'm trying to figure out what that look like, right? Yeah. So whether it's just public events and like, I don't know, I'm still trying to put that together because this is something that's still new, right? Mm-hmm. I just realized I only had the property for two months, I think. Like, one of the guys I work with said it's only been, like, two months. So, um, yeah, I still need to figure that out because I want to keep people, like, involved, right? Not just virtually, but, like, being able to come up and, and be a part of it, you know? So
1: Yeah, I love that. The
2: community is crazy, by the way. Like, what I learned about today, right, dating, friendships, everything is virtual, Everything is virtual and even working, right? A lot of people don't want to go work in offices. Right. But what I noticed about the the a block cleanups is that people feel what I used to feel growing up in that neighborhood where it's like I can go three blocks over and know the person that owns this house and, this and lives in this house and get whatever I need, whether it's food, water, exhausted from riding my bike, right? The community was so strong. And I was like everybody was so happy despite the poverty and everything that we was in because of the community. So what we've been doing is like. One funny story is that the, um, I think it was like the president, I can't remember his exact, uh, position, but of Savvy's and Happy's Pizza. Yeah. So he he came out and when they pulled up, they was kind of looking around like, okay. And then they got out and then they seen like all of us cleaning up and, and then you got like brokers, you got agents, and you got the president of this company standing there and then everybody just hanging out. And then you see like guys from the hood, you know, and then you see like, it's a mix of people that you would have never seen together, all in one place. And the community is crazy. And then one of my cousins was laughing at um, one of the brokers because he was like, "What's up, fam?" And then everybody started laughing, like, "How you know? How, what he know about fam?" <laughs> it's just one of them things where, like, even the president of like, happies and Savvies, like, they was out there having fun and like hanging out and being with my family. So it it solves that issue that I think of people needing community and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah, because I think that's one thing that COVID really broke really hard was, you know, us being physically together and learning and growing and enjoying one another's company. And I love what you said about being able to bring people together from like totally all completely Mm -hmm. different walks of life, like you said, who otherwise never would have met one another. And who knows what'll stem from that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I love it so much. I I like bringing people together.
1: I do too. Well, before we start to wrap with um, Kylie's favorite fun questions, is there anything else that you wanted um, to kind of talk to the world about or get out there about the Buy the Block movement?
2: Um, I mean, any anything that people can help with, like, it's not just – and that's the benefit, right? The benefit is that, like, I'm not owned by anybody. It's not like this, this thing. It's more built around the people that want to help and be a part of it. And if people have a role – or a need that they see that they can fix then I'm I'm bringing people in and I'm saying all right come on let's keep building let's go you know so yeah whatever it is if somebody got something to offer then I'm not really just saying no if you got something that's like I can help and do this then come on let's work you know so
1: yeah. So if you're a vendor and you want to get involved in um, rehab in a house, if you maybe sell Pepsi and you want to bring pop to the next
0: event, like mm-hmm. whatever going to say is. sandwiches. I'm very clearly hungry. Right. <laughs>
1: right. Hardware yeah. store, you know, garbage bags, whatever. Everything is needed and everybody can be used. Like you were talking about um, speaking to the kids in school mm-hmm. and how they wish they could be around you. I'm just thinking like you could bring a class of kids and clean up the yard, right? Like mm-hmm. you're teaching them. Um, Um, about work, uh, having work ethic. You're teaching them life skills. Community responsibility. You're teaching them community responsibility. You're teaching them the importance of giving back and being a positive force in the world. And I think that that's so important. um, Very powerful. Yeah, it's just, it's very powerful for sure. All right, go ahead. Kylie likes to ask fun questions. So we're going to let her ask her fun questions. Uh All right.
0: (laughs) Um... If you could be any animal, what would you
2: be and why? Mm, Okay, so I usually know this. So I really like uh, wolves, right? Because a wolf can survive in a pack or a wolf can be by itself. But either way, that wolf is still the same person. So, you know, I relate to that a lot.
0: I, that's one of the best answers. That is the best. I
2: almost forgot for a second, but I'm like, wait, a wolf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Okay, next one. This one is actually my favorite. Who is your, and it can be from any genre. It doesn't have to be like comic book. Who's your favorite villain and why?
2: Mm, Villain, villain. So, you know what? I like Joker, actually. And it's surprising to me because.
0: Which Joker, though?
2: See, the latest one is what really drew me in. The one that I think, I haven't even seen the movie yet. But it's the one that, that just, the recent one. I don't think it just came out, but it was one of the most recent. Okay. It's because, like. With him, it was one of those things to where he really wasn't a bad guy, right? It was, like, all these different things that was happening to him. And he started becoming what people say he was and because that's all he knew. And he started accepting it and just being, like, you know what? Like, I can't run from this, right? But it, it represents so many people in life, no matter where you come from, no matter race, background. If a person feels villainized enough, it represents a lot of people. So it's, like, dang, all it takes is, like, one person coming in and being, like, and I know a lot of people that's like Joker. I used to be like that, right, when I was a teenager. And that sometimes can still have those traits, but it's like having somebody come in and being like, I believe in you, like, let's work, let's go, can really, like, help that person. So that's why Joker, because I'm like, man, like, to see his story, because I watched the trailer or, like, a breakdown of it. And I'm like, that's why I like him, though, because it's like, you know, he might seem crazy, but it's a method to, like, his madness, you know what I mean, so...
0: See, I picked the Joker too, but I just I picked the Heath leather Heath Ledger Joker because I just I just want a day where I just cause chaos for absolutely mm-hmm. no reason, zero yeah. reason as, at all.
2: And then life is hard for him, but it's like he don't. It's like why take it serious? You know what I mean. Yeah. So that's a big thing. So
0: I love your answers.
1: Thank
2: you. Boom. <laughs>
1: if you could go back and tell 15 year old you
2: mm-hmm.
1: one piece of advice, what would you tell him?
2: I would say don't think like. You need everything right now. Don't think you need to be living in this big house or driving a certain car. Like Things will come. Enjoy the moment. Like Work hard, but like enjoy the moment. Don't feel like you're missing anything. You know what I mean? Like Enjoy and be present. You're not missing nothing, right? Or you're not going to miss nothing.
0: That is so true. Being
2: present. Embrace it. Yeah. It's
1: not always, it's Especially not always when easy. when you're a teenager. Yeah. You feel that pressure. Yeah. What are you going to be when you grow up? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? I hate
0: that they ask high school kids that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Most 20, 30, 40 50 do you ever even know what you're going to be when you
0: grow up no like I went I went from author to uh paralegal lawyer and then property manager now I'm doing real estate it's just it's just an evolution it's a journey yeah because you change as a person
1: right exactly like exactly. you just took us through your journey and you're all these different versions of yourself and in each version you're showing up as the best you right yeah.
2: no thank you yeah
0: very All good. Right. I'm well, so thank glad you, you came. Yes. yes. I'm yeah. I'm still like chee. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um thanks so much for joining us this week. Everybody make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Um follow Trey, follow everybody. What else do we want them to do? Go check out website. <laughs> the website.
2: Buytheblockdetroit.com.
1: Buy @theblackdetroit.com. Go check it out right now. And
0: come back next week. We drop fresh episodes every Thursday. Do your bye. Bye. Okay. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave
3: a legacy.